Uh, I still actually, I, I'm a sucker. I like Kevin James. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not, I would never make an argument that it's a great movie. Um, but yeah. anything Kevin James is in, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and probably enjoy some of the jokes, laugh at some of the jokes. Titter. Have a little titter. Yeah. A Wait, little, what? A little titter. Titter? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 is that I, another phrase? <laughs> yeah. If I Google little titter, I'm yeah, going to have to delete my search history. <laughs> yeah. you know Rodney, it's uh it's prom season i know you i know we're way out of way out of high school but I, I sometimes forget that that even still happens. Like, that you do? Prom. Do you remember the last time we were at a movie and we watched uh, people roll in from prom? Yes. We were watching Pitch Perfect 2. Yep. And uh, it was us and a lot of prom dates. Yeah, a lot of prom dresses. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It got me thinking. Do you remember? Uh, I remember your your senior prom. I mm-hmm. was there. And uh, afterwards, we, we went to a house. It was like a like a big like like party, like bonfire out back yep. or whatever. Yep. I remember you happened to be sitting pretty, like, maybe a seat or two away from me out by that bonfire. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I remember from that night, you would think, like, okay, prom, like, a lot of fun, a lot of things going on. I would probably have a lot of memories. The main memory I have from that night is you standing up and being, like, 10 inches from my face mm-hmm. and ripping the loudest fart. I may- Maybe I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> in your entire life? <laughs> that, I, I... that was how my prom... 2000 when was that six you know chad i like to say i like to leave i like to leave a mark on people uh everyone i meet i want i want my legacy to be great i want my legacy to be memorable that's what i want my legacy to be not anything i don't have like big aspirations of it being uh you know i have in the past but i've settled now at this point in my life for you just want to be acknowledged you just remember me know that i'm there i don't care if at some point you tell a story about me farting in your face be enough well i appreciate you being here tonight thank you and we're gonna welcome in a uh, best friend of the show best friend uh our our resident expert on all things british and all things <laughs> movies really yeah. he's really the the one that should be doing this at least in my place that's absolutely true <laughs> uh we're welcoming back Lyndon wells hello Hope I'm best friend enough to one day get Rodney to fart in my face. Yeah, you know what? At that point, when it happens, you'll know you'll you've been blessed because you made the big uh, time. You've made it. I would I would start googling like home remedies for pink eye right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now that we've lost most listeners, uh, Lyndon, what you been up to lately? Doing plenty of stuff for Top Ten Films. Uh, uh, reviewed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two recently, which I loved. Uh, you saw that as too as well, didn't you? Yeah, just this week I saw it. Yes, liked yeah, it a lot. Yeah. lot I highly fun. recommend that. Uh, obviously, Rodney hasn't seen it. Nope. Better or worse than the first? Uh, most reviews are saying Wait a slightly minute. worse, if not as good. Rodney, have, have you even seen, seen the first? <laughs> have you seen the yeah. first one? <laughs> no, I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide if it's worth committing both both the first and the second one to. Uh, I to think my so. Watch I, list. I prefer the second a little bit more, to be honest. I know that the next top 10 movie episode we're going to do is uh, best performances by an actor Mm -hmm. or an actress. Yeah. I I would also like to petition that we consider doing top 10 movies Rodney hasn't seen. (laughs) We Uh, need more than 10. Yeah. 
It might need to be a three-parter. <laughs> a three, a three-part, a top thirty. Basically, all you have to do is go to like the IMDb top two hundred and fifty and just grab the top fifty of them and take out all romantic comedies. Take out all rom coms. Yeah, so like those are covered, guys. Listen, this is the thing. I'm a specialist. Um, I'm, and in my life, I'm a specialist. So you know, you need you need your g- generic, uh, you know, like kind of players, but you also need the people who are really good at at singular things, and that's me. Yeah, the female perspective, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I bring the female perspective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we exist. Um, if you're listening <laughs> for the do. first time. Here we are. Moving uh, on. Down the Hall podcast. We exist to help people take back movie night. And it's because movie night should be a fun thing. It should not be a stressful thing. You shouldn't have to worry about wasting 45 minutes looking for something to watch and then going back and watching reruns of some show. Um, so what we try to do is every single week we try to provide a great movie recommendation for to help you take back movie night and stop wasting time. Because Rodney, did you know this? If you've been listening to our show at all, you would know that a person spends, actually wastes 115 hours every year mm. just looking for a movie to watch. Uh, Lyndon, I'm putting you on the spot, but if you had an extra 115 hours this year, what would you do with them? I knew, I knew this question was coming every time I'm underprepared. I was going to think, maybe go to the gym more, maybe do more sport. But the answer I'm going with is sitting in the sun in a beer garden with a cider. I'll be doing that more often. What was the last part of that? Sitting in the sun, follow. What was the back yeah. half of it? In a, in a beer garden, so in a pub. Ah, in a pub. In a beer garden. In a beer garden. In a beer garden. Okay. Drinking, drinking some cider. Drinking cider. some cider. Mm. you got to drink cider in the sun. Yeah, got that's, it. That's... Uh, that's nice. It sounds like a great way to to spend the rest of today. Except I would just go to the beach, always at the beach. Bring the bring the bring the beer garden to the beach. Sounds Ugh, perfect. That sounds terrible. But bring <laughs> it to the beach. Hot beer. I, listen, I, it's not as long as I'm on the water. What do you mean? Have you heard of ice? Have you heard of coolers? Do you live in this century? I don't know. What I do just... you think? Drinks everything keeps themselves cold. You keep it cold. Keep going with the episode, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel like I got more angry than I should have. <laughs> yeah. So um, an announcement to our faithful listeners. This will be my last episode. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Rod- uh, Rodney, what's the movie we are looking at today? Uh, we are looking at A Monster Calls. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to hear anything else from you. Okay. Lyndon, you. what's the movie we're avoiding? Uh, the movie we're avoiding is Independence Day Resurgence. Yes. Resurgence. Number two. Yeah. And the topic we're looking at is voice actors specifically in live action films because that pertains to the movie we're we're talking about today. So, everybody ready? Ready. All right. Ready. I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so um, it's it's a movie that's uh, an hour and forty eight minutes long. It's uh, considered a drama fantasy movie. It is a PG thirteen, so I think there is probably you could potentially look at it and think it was maybe a kids movie, but it's it's definitely not. Um, and you can find it right now at Redbox uh, for rental, but then also uh, Amazon has uh, you can you can rent that digitally as well. The cast features uh, Louis McDougal. Uh, it was his first role. You have uh, the lovely Felicity Jones. You also have Sigourney Weaver in the movie. Uh, and the director was uh, J.A. Bayona. Um, and he uh, was also 
directing uh, Jurassic. He directed Jurassic World. Is that right? I think the sequel. I think he's oh, working the on the sequel of yeah. Jurassic World. Oh, okay, so okay, right. And and it's a movie that we first heard about from Lyndon. So we're going to yep. spin things over to him in a second. But essentially, what it's about is you have a a kid who is dealing with like a really pivotal moment in his life where his his mother is terminally ill, and so he has to deal with sort of the emotions attached to that. Also, he's having trouble at school. And based on the plot alone, you might think it's a kid's movie because a monster played by uh, or voiced by Liam Neeson visits him to help him through, but not in the way you might expect from, I guess, what a kid's version movie this would be. Uh, I'm going to have Lyndon talk more about that, but essentially uh, Liam Neeson's character or, you know, voiced by Liam Neeson, he visits um, the main character to help him through this time, but really maybe a better way of saying it is to teach him a few things through this time. And the way he does that and the way the movie portrays it are through these stories that he tells. Um, and it's a live action movie, but the stories he tells are shown in watercolor. So it's a really pretty film. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, Lyndon, since you first told us about it, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what the movie feels like? And I guess maybe more importantly, why we consider <laughs> it to be a great one for them to take back movie night with. Okay, so this... Um the whole film is taken from the uh, Lewis McDougall's The Sun's perspective and how he's dealing with this uh, like really grief situation with his mother. Uh, and he's got a fierce imagination and the fantasy element, the monster and the watercolours look amazing. Rodney must love it. It's got amazing color It's color amazing. I, it is. This is, a, this is a classic type. Of, I mean, I don't know how that doesn't factor into other people's <laughs> movie viewing experience. It's beautiful. <laughs> But it's, especially in this film, it looks like watercolors done with like stop motion, and it looks mm-hmm. it looks amazing. And as, as you can tell from the storyline, it's it's going it's an emotional film. There's there's, there's going to be tears there for anyone who's not a robot. Even second time round, it got me just as much. Yeah, because uh, I think the monsters there, the monster stories are like a third narrative layer. And I think the it's not a spoiler to say the real monster in the film is grief itself mm-hmm. and how he's dealing from it at his at his age. And there's also there's not a, it's not afraid to be a bit take it lightly as well when when he first meets the monster there's a little bit of humour there he calls him I don't want to hear your stupid stories and your stupid tree and he's he's not really afraid of him right. um, there's there's lovely elements like that yeah I just think and the way the monster looks is incredible I think stylistically it's hard you know this one as I watched it is is a viewing experience never mind the fact that it's uh, yeah. a great movie. Um, you know, it's something to see for sure. It shares, sorry, it shares an aesthetic with. Um, have you seen Gamo Totoro's Pan's Labyrinth? It's not a yeah. thriller like that, but mm-hmm. and it's got more of an emotional element to it. But so the way the monster looks and the aesthetic to it is very similar. It's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Now, Lyndon, here's a little bit more of a like a speci- specific question, which is uh, why would you say it's it's worth a movie night? Like we just talked about why we like it, what the movie's about, but why is it worth someone going out of their way to plan a night around? It's there's nothing of this film I would. It's not a long film. There's nothing I could take away from it. Uh, it's a really emotional, heartfelt film that does end on I think on an upbeat note, and it it deals with grief in a with a great fantasy element, and it just like we said, it looks amazing, and it's I don't think there's a a film like that out there that is as entertaining, and usually the films that make you cry and weepy emotional films are very difficult to watch and you have to be in the right kind of mood but i think this one because of the fantasy element kind of transcends that a bit yeah i think that's really well said i think it it does it it feels like a movie that um 
you know, there are probably certain movies that are too heavy for certain nights. You're like, oh, I can't handle that. But I think there's something about the fantasy element that, um, and maybe even again, just the, the overall feel of the movie, um, that does transcend, even though you're going to be emotional in this movie. You know, I, I don't think it's ever a movie that you'd say, that I'd say hold off for the right mood to watch it because I think it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great movie. Somebody get a text. Is that you, Rod? Yeah, that's me. It came, comes through. <laughs> it's just coming through in our ears. Don't oh, worry. Okay. It's not going to record through. Oh, so just okay. be, hey, hey, Chet, just be professional and just keep rolling with it. That's what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. You do, you do set that standard. I'm yeah. Like, you know, that's what you, you bring. You know, that's the other thing people say about me. Ultimate consummate professional. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly on podcasts. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot. Ronnie, before we look at the best and worst review, uh, why don't you tell us what IMDb and Rotten Tomato graded it out as? Um, so on IMDb right now, it has a 7.5, which is obviously a, a really, really high score. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's an 87%. So both of which are, you know, upper echelon scores. Uh, so if you were doubting at all uh, that we were either making too much of the movie, I think there is a consensus from both the general public and from professionals that it's a great movie. Lyndon, what did you give it out of, out of 10? It's just shy of a ten for me, nine and a half, nine, nine, nine and a half. Yeah, that's where uh, I had to. I'm, at, I'm, I'm at a nine. I'm so close to a ten with it, and because I've, I've rewatched it again recently, and it works just as well the second time around. Yeah, uh, I've got it at in. Uh, so uh, you know, on the app, you only can pick whole numbers. Uh, if I could pick a half number, I'd go eight and a half. Um, but it's it's an eight for me. All right, so it is time for Rodney's favorite, the best and worst review. Uh, I want to start with the worst review as as normal because we don't want to end on a bad note, right? We want to end on a positive positive note. The worst review comes from the Globe and Mail, which is from which is from Toronto. Sounds like a a, a bar, Ooh. a beer garden, as Lyndon would say. The Globe and Mail, <laughs> the beer, Globe and Mail, beer garden yeah. from from we Toronto. Haven't had, the, haven't had this publication before, have we? No, this is a new so. one. I try to I try to spread it out, but it feels like the same ones are like the extreme ends of the spectrum are always the same publications. Mm-hmm. So, the Globe and Mail is a new one for us. It says dealing with such heavy matters as death, faith, and forgiveness. The film wants to be a classic in the making, but it just doesn't hit the emotional and narrative cues necessary for such a weighty job. Like it's basically, you know, setting up the idea that what the film is striving to be, it doesn't actually, it doesn't, it doesn't land that. It doesn't execute it. And I, but I think it's not overly critical either. So I, I think it's a, to me, it's a good example of when we have these really highly regarded movies across the board, you know, we find it, it's difficult to find, a rate uh, a review that's that's all that scathing and i think you know i almost feel right in line with with that review where um it's dealing with heavy uh with heavy content um feels like a classic and then just felt like it landed just a little bit shy for me this film got missed and lost a little bit so it wasn't quite sure whether to market towards children or market towards adults because it's based on a, a like a young adult book I think that's what a lot of reviewers were expecting to see more of a children, kid friendly film, which it really isn't. Right, right. Now, Rodney, you said it's it's hard when a movie's rated so highly to find a, a really bad review, but in this case, it's not exactly true because I kind of misled you guys. That wasn't a, oh. that wasn't the ultimate worst review. The actual like single worst review that was by far on an island by itself bad came from something that we've recently banned from the show. 
<laughs> so if it's slant magazine oh wait, wait, hello hold on <laughs> i thought you banned them i did but i just have to be honest i have to be honest with you guys the the actual worst review because like the globe and mail was like a like it was the worst of like the rest which was like a middling like it wasn't really too bad but there was like one way at the other end of the spectrum which was like actually hateful towards I've, the movie I've, and i went well, so far as to read the entire thing i didn't just read a few lines i read the entire was it, was thing. it coherent it was <laughs> i listen I'm, I'm looking at it now it's really <laughs> ridiculous so it's a, so it's so slant slant magazine uh, at this point you're only included in the show because we hate you um <laughs> you know what you are you're the person that says like you know they're they're like done with like a relationship or a situation but just keeps finding so like back they like keep finding themselves talking about it again and everyone else is like i thought you were I thought you were over it. It's there's, like, yeah, this is proof that I'm over it. See how angry I am talking about there's this? There's definitely something to that. Um, I, <laughs> I would like to defend myself, but I feel like that was true. Uh, so Slant, Slant Magazine says, um, or spits. I feel like they spit this. They didn't say spit. it. Um, <laughs> a Monster Calls is both governed and straightjacketed by Bayona's, the director's, competent impersonality, using pain as fodder for faux art film prejudice. Using pain as fodder. I mean, I'm glad you repeated that. Uh, that's the one. That's um, what does that mean? I hold on. You say it one. So the the part. This is the part where I I love when I don't care what the first half says. It's the second half where it says that they used pain as fodder for faux art film prettiness. You don't. You're not bothered so, by someone calling, like, saying that it the the film is governed and straightjacketed by the director's <laughs> competent impersonality. It seems like a double, like, competent impersonality. Like that's 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 where I would like. I swear, I would slap somebody in the face. I think I cracked the code to Slant Magazine. I think they just so write sentences. That, so someone who's very good at having no personality. Yeah, I which, guess right. Like is how I would have described their whole article because I read the whole thing and I was like, huh, <laughs> this looks like it should have a lot of good points based on the like the wording. But then you read it and you say like, huh, there's really not even one cohesive thought. Not even one that I could sit like disagree with i'm waiting for something to be said that's like okay you can stand on that and i'll disagree with you but i was reading the entire thing and, and it was just like what I, is I, this i feel like someone who wrote this sentence like they had a really smug smile when they finished it like a really oh. complex you know loaded sentence where they go like well, yeah they, they just discovered a theosaurus yeah yeah, right, yeah they just uh, have like several word of the day calendars yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah in it personality started, it started with Monster Call is limited by Bayona's boringness. <laughs> they had an editor come along. How was his impersonality? <laughs> yeah. It was competent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. run with that. Okay. Well, this is why we need to end on a, on a best review on a positive note because otherwise, like, it just ruins my day. So the playlist, which we've, we've had before, um, it says uh, this – this beautifully structured fable may be focused on the specific pain of a specific child during a specific moment in time, but it blows up every fragment of its premise into heart-stirring universal appeal. And Slap Magazine, that's how you write a sentence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. There's full thoughts. Much there's better said. Punctuation. Coherence. <laughs> truth. <laughs> no, you didn't, you didn't take a word. And then make it a verb straight jacketed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that more often. Yeah, though. actually, I, I do kind of like that. That's the that's the one 
that like that's a a good mark for like I the, feel like the shiny, yeah. the shiny part. I'll of use straight jacketed. <laughs> There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you." If fool me, we can't get fooled again. One of our uh, newer segments, one that was actually Lyndon's idea in the first place, the movie we're avoiding. Is that true? Yeah, it was Lyndon. You know, you idea. never tell Lyndon. He didn't tell me That's that. Not true. When he, I, I when remember he, when he pitched it to me. <laughs> it's not true. I he just took credit. Did he for take it. all the credit? He took all the credit. So everything no. that you hear that's a good idea from him, just, Honey, just, just consider that it probably came from me. You're straight jacketing this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well played. Well, all right. played. well um, this is a good one that we're avoiding, though. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, the fool me once, shame on you thing. Like, the first movie, Independence Day, was great. Oh, it's, it's Even though it reminds me of the American Independence but, yeah, uh, yeah, which I'm sure it, you're still sore of, right? Well, it's still bitter, still like, bitter. Chet, Chet, Lyndon would love to be just ruling over us, like with his <laughs> scepter, you know? Be like, his, the, queen, his scepter? the queen says, you might, you must not do the podcast today. <laughs> Our history is terrible. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> so the first one was Social great. Accent. Yeah, thank you. I thought it was pretty good. I felt, I, I felt like it was like a 78% out of 100 to me. Lyndon, tell us why we should avoid Independence Day too. I'll, I'll be honest; I already avoided it on my own. So I think it's important to address this because because of the first one, there might be people who are saying like, "Yeah, I, I want to see this," or I'll, "I can't wait for it to come out so I can rent it or whatever." Let us know how it was. Uh, well, it's terrible. Let's start. <laughs> I, let's start. I do like the first one. It's uh, a classic. When I was growing up, one of the best action films of the '90s. Loved it. Uh, but this is just terrible. I think the best thing about the first one is it's it's kind of set in a reality and you've got a bit of authenticity. But the beginning of this film, they've used all the alien technology and there's anti-gravity things. There's this big like uh, gun on the moon or some rubbish. And it's so far removed from the real world, you, you lose any threat or any tension. Uh, Will Smith is missing from it a lot. I can't remember the guy who's meant to play his stepson, but he's very average. Oh. Well, uh, I didn't have high hopes for it at all. Script's really tired, and the ending is so like sequel baiting. And it's like, oh, you don't deserve that. Oh like, no, for not another third, one for a third. This yeah, they're coming like, back yeah, every <laughs> July fourth. Yeah. Mark it down. And, yeah. and, and they they do the same speech. I mean, it was cheesy. I think it was cheesy, but fun in the first one. But another time round. I mean, oh boy. That's, mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because I. I have a friend who loves sci-fi movies. And so any any sci-fi movie, he is already ready to tell me that it's good. And he went to see this and he said that like everyone that he went to see it with walked out of the theater. Like thought it was so <laughs> bad they just got up and left. Have you ever walked out of a theater? And that's yeah, that'll be yeah, the yeah. last that's my last No, uh, definitely tangent. And you I have? Yeah, yeah. I, because you disagreed with the movie? Disagreed? No. <laughs> this is rubbish. Yeah. No, no, I just didn't I just didn't I feel like straight jacketed by this yeah, movie. Yeah, this yeah. is straight jacketing me. It, it, no, I I've walked out um I think of like two movies. One was uh 10,000 BC. Um and because that's I because another movie was playing next door that I was like debating between the two. That's not like, how that's not how movies work. You can't just decide to switch midstream. You have I'll, to go pay I'll for the other that. one. I, I could say like you know what I couldn't decide between the two candies, so I bought one and I stashed the other one in my pocket. And I'd be like, okay, well you stole one of them. <laughs> that's allowed, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. Once you're in there, it's just about like paying like to get into the theater. Then you just then I, it's just I, like run. I wild. thought you bought a ticket and then chose the film. 
No, yeah, exactly. That's, you buy the ticket, you buy the pass. Yeah, it's say, just a formality that yeah, you tell ahead. them. You tell them the one that you're paying <laughs> the for. Yeah, they don't a, care. They're not like. Yeah, nobody's keeping wait, track of these things. There's you, no such thing as a box office and how much movie a movie. <laughs> uh, you know how much money a movie. Especially makes. when I went, it was probably like one thirty in the afternoon on a, like a Tuesday. It doesn't and the change day off. it. Like, no, it doesn't change it. Look, is that the point of the question though? Is Has, have you ever gone from seen? one film after the other and not paid for the second film yes i have i have but as so, I, uh, so is that that's better it's oh, cheat no that's it's allowed it's stealing no as long it's as you finish the movie it's, it's, it's fine a, no it's a it's as allowed as stealing is it's so like, <laughs> so what's your problem with what i did i'm just telling you generally like because you said it as if it wasn't stealing you said it without no, without never, the the idea of it being bad you no. said oh i was debating between two different movies are so you I, saying i, I, went I like i one said it to go to the other because i said it brazingly without like whispering so only you guys could well i, I, I actually <laughs> went to a different like, I, it's it's fine yeah this is this is a long time ago these are the part this is like these are the parts of the episode that i just think like as people are listening are they like oh Oh, good, 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 good. He's going to tell us what two movies he saw back to back. Good. Okay, good. I was, I was hoping we'd get to that. You know, wait, wait. Oh, wait. I hope he tells us who he was with when he. You oh, see, these oh, are all these are all the bonus nuggets that that you miss out on. I see. I I don't think you realize the podcast is is more uh, as a vehicle of getting out all of the stray thoughts that I have in my in my being. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Okay, so that's the movie to avoid, but as we were saying this week, the movie that we want you to, to schedule your movie night for is uh, A Monster Calls, and in that, you have Liam Neeson voicing the monster. It's not given a name, right? Just the monster. Monster. Right? Yeah. And yep. uh, and what we loved about, about that was uh, we thought he was the perfect casting for that and he did a great job and he's got that really like gruff voice but mm-hmm. also like you a believable mentor um so the topic for today is what is our what are our favorite voice actors in specifically live action films so mm-hmm. not not animated films um linda do you want to leave us lead us off there yeah oh there's lots of choices here uh but i'm gonna go for a recent one i re- uh, really enjoyed at the cinema i'm gonna go for bradley cooper as rocket raccoon in guardians of the galaxy or a, or a trash panda, as he's referred trash to. Trash panda, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what that is what raccoons are. Trash pandas. Trash pandas. Yeah. <laughs> um, gross. Rodney, what's yours? Um, I think mine is um, Scarlett Johansson and her, uh, because I think it's a movie that the premise is that he essentially falls in love with what is essentially just a voice, and um, I think it was a premise that I thought like, uh, like. I was skeptical going into the movie that I was going to like it, but I think there's something about her voice, the way that she, there's something so believable about, you know, a, just the way that, that the whole story unfolds that he would have fallen in love with her. And that uh, just like the tonality in different situations, like so the, the way she was able to use her voice to give a really full sense of a character, even without, ha- without being able to see her, I think was was amazing um okay so we have some listener interaction as well uh craig what's from, your choice Chet? oh you want mine you want mine first i'm flattered yeah, yeah. um okay so mine is uh andy circus as Gollum. yeah I think that's a great classic one. classic one you're right his performance is great especially in two towers where he does the the two sides of the character Gollum and Shmi. yeah yes i forgot about that till you just yeah. mentioned it that yeah, was so so good because when he when he has the the Gollum voice first the smeagol voice it it there is something distinctly different about it. Oh, like, yeah. and then to yeah. see it like 
mirrored like that was so so well done so mm-hmm. cool actually and i think i was like my heart broke a little bit as i was watching well, it. yeah he's a tragic character yeah. like that's i'm actually rereading lord of the Rings. it's right here yeah i saw lord. that yeah. yeah anyway okay so uh we, we do have some listener interaction um craig from the take two podcast who's been uh chiming in recently with all of our topics um he says the guy who played the voice of uh, roger rabbit and who framed roger rabbit but i don't he didn't write down who that was and i don't know that off the top of my head to be honest um, I mean, it's not like we have the internet to be able to yeah, check this out. You can so. look that up as we're doing this. Um, Justin from Virginia said Alan Rickman as Marvin from a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. That's a good one. I think that's a good one. I will be honest though. I have another one. That's my favorite from, from the listeners. Uh, Russ from Louisiana says Alan Tudyk as K2SO in Rogue One. Uh, Rodney in Rogue One, the new star Wars movie K2SO is a, is a, is a droid and he's, I mean, probably the funniest character Star Wars has yeah. ever had. He's so right. good. He's going to be like, a Rogue Two. Dry. No, <laughs> there won't be. There won't that was, be. That was my contribution. Spoiler. Charles Fleischer is what is uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, they were just saying fun things. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if you hear music right now, I just want to remind you we're not we're not signing off necessarily. What we're doing is giving you the fair warning that we're about to talk about some of our favorite scenes from a monster calls. And since it's hard not to spoil things in those moments where it's your warning, you know, if you want to go watch the movie, go do that. Um, you can pause the episode and come back as, as some of our listeners do. Um, but also we want to take the time to remind you. Usually we, we tell you that, uh, we, we go on Monday nights on this show called checked out in Jersey, um, which I'll let Rodney quickly tell you about. Uh, so it's a show that uh, is Mondays at 8 p.m. Um, so it happens on Facebook Live, but it also gets turned into a podcast. So you can also, you know, just subscribe to the podcast and, and listen to it uh, at your own convenience as well. Uh, we we go on there and do our movie pick of the week. Uh, and then also as we're on there, they react to the one that we had done uh, the previous week. So we have to kind of face the fire if they don't like it. But so far... Everything's gone over pretty well for the most part. And we're doing a combined contest with them um, where they are sending their listeners over to us to get the question of the week. And our listeners, we're we're wanting to send you over to them to get our question of the week. If you participate in answering these questions, um, what happens is your name gets put in a hat and the winner will have the ability to come with us or be, be at the studio, their live studio, as we record both shows. Um, also, we're going to be doing a brewery tour that day. I can never say the word brewery. Why? Blueberry tour that day. Blueberry tour um, also. And uh, also there's the uh, the physical prize, which which Matt came on our show to tell us about last week, which is the big box of magic. So we have their question of the week, and this is one that the three of us are going to answer real quickly. But um, if you're listening and you're participating in the contest, your answer would be sent to downinjerseycontest at gmail.com. So make sure you say who you are and your answer to this question. So... This is the Checked Out in Jersey question of the week uh, coming from Matt. He says, what is your adult beverage of choice? Beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, probably. probably, You said that you were scared of getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that, I don't know. Is that does that beer? Count? <laughs> um, I'm Ron. Burgundy? I would say a uh, <laughs> a wheat beer um, would be my wheat would beer? be my preference. Yep, Lyndon. I, I like a good beer, but you text me on my birthday chat, uh, and do you remember what I said? I'd be drinking. You said you were going to be drinking uh, whiskey. Yeah, good whiskey. So my so I I I am I'm not afraid to sound in any way pretentious by saying that I really love like the craft beer like microbrew movement that we've seen in the last five years. I love how um, 
what's come from that are a lot of like really great beers with like pretty interesting stories that are attached to like how the brewery does it this way or that way. Um, Cinematic, you might call it. What? Cinematic stories. We're talking about different things, man. No, like the, you know, they, they create a story. <laughs> you like the beer because it has a good story. And then make a movie out of it? No, no, no. I'm saying the story is cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, yeah what, what you're saying is like, because you know that there are some stories written on the side of like beer bottles or beer cans. I'm saying And you that you also know, it. like, you when it. you think back in your mind to the most <laughs> recent movies you watch, you think, huh, I think those had stories too um that anything with a story like the beer that i particularly like is then a cinematic experience i I guess i'm just confused as to why you're now explaining to me what i was it's 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 actually a good habit to get into in terms of like correct me if i'm wrong but this is what i think you're telling me it's it's a sign of a good listener um speaking of the good listeners i I, they're begging for us to move on let's let's move on (laughs) that got painful really quick I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, so now we've given you the fair warning. We hope that we've convinced you to go watch this movie, but we are going to talk about our favorite scenes. This this movie, as we said, is a very pretty movie, um, and there were a lot of great scenes, but we have to pick one. So, Lyndon, what's yours? Uh, so mine is the, the climactic graveyard scene. So spoilers ahead now. This yeah. is where he, it, it builds up through the three stories, and the fourth story is Connor having to tell the monster his truth having to face his nightmare which is um uh, having to let go of his mum and wishing for the end of the pain so he lets his mum go in the dream and the it's filmed amazing the whole like the graveyard's like crumbling around it, it around him the monster standing behind him and as he lets his mum go it goes completely silent and then and then it builds up again as the monster confronts him and gets him to speak the truth that he just wants it all to be over Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's emotionally draining, uh, climactic. It looks amazing. And yeah, it's, I think it is the, the climax of the film. Of course, that's where it all comes together, too. You know, all the yeah. stories the monster's been telling him about how there's gray area. There's not always distinctly yeah. correct answers, distinctly wrong answers. And the monster says to him, you now speak the truth. And then he says, uh, but she died because of me. And he's like, that is not the truth. Right, right. right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think my favorite was... The whenever the monster had the uh, the stories that he told, specifically the first one mm-hmm. with yeah, the, yeah. the like the prince yeah. and the queen, I just liked how it was the contrast of you have this live action movie, but then it goes to like as we described like watercolor kind of stop motion was so it, I don't know like the stories were great, but the way they showed them were was especially great. Like yeah. I loved I loved how it looked. It was like really really pretty. That's the only word I can use to describe yeah. it. It's the only one that seems appropriate. Like yeah. Like I, I wish I had seen this on a big screen. Right. I mean, obviously, both of those would be things that I would choose. Um, but I will give a third option: the scene where he kind of comes out of that, you know, dream or whatever he's in with the monster, and that he finds that he's actually been destroying um, that room. You know, that it uh, at his grandmother's house, and so you see her walk in, and I think there's kind of that moment where. You're wondering what's going to happen and how she's going to react. But I think it's in that moment, well, in the way that she ends up handling it, um, I thought was was kind of interesting. It was like surprising to me, too, um, but makes her character feel more rounded and, and kind of their relationship, his and his grandmother's relationship, feel mm-hmm. more well-rounded uh, throughout the, the movie. I would have been okay if the monster was going to explain what he's going to do to the kid, like do for the kid and say, I have a very particular set of skills. I'm going to teach <laughs> you. 
Was, that's a different film. Yeah, yeah. Different one. I would have been okay with that. But. Good luck. <laughs> he just ends everything with yeah. Oh, no, that's the other. Yeah, that's the, the other one's good luck. I forget. Uh, <laughs> oh, what, a, what a great movie, though. It really it's is. Such, I mean, I, Beautiful. man, I don't know. I think it is teetering between a 9 and a 10 for me. I, yeah, it's me. And there are like little elements of humor as well you forget about. It's like you were talking about the um, the stories. And I love I love the stories. And he says, uh, after that story, the first story, he says, sometimes witches need saving quite a lot, actually. You'd be surprised. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like little bits like that are yeah, yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, Lyndon, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we've only ever had you on for the top 10 episodes, but it's fun to have you on for a more normative episode for us. And we have the uh, the next top 10 that we're going to be doing. we got a schedule. Uh, because, you know, if you remember, I, I beat Rodney in fair and square in a contest. And because I beat him, I got to decide that the next top 10 is uh, top 10 acting performances. You know, there's nothing suspicious about uh, having to throw in fair and square every time you say it, you know, because it's <laughs> nothing suspicious about Do that I protest too much? Still, yeah. still bitter, still bitter. You know, doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> doth. That's a thing, right? <laughs> doth yeah, Vader. You doth. <laughs> Oh, that's where. Oh, that's not where it comes from. I don't think so. Darth, Darth uh, Maul. And uh, Lennon, where can we find you on Twitter? So you can find me on Twitter at uh, at L Wells Film. Uh, check out the website top10films.co.uk. We've got plenty of new top ten lists. Uh, most recent one. Uh, after everything that's going on, we put a top ten happy films up as well. Yeah, so it's needed. Cool it's needed. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, tough times right now. For and I mean, particularly, we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not going to in your area. We're not going to need to put all this on the episode. But Rodney, I think I told you, Lyndon was working right yeah. near the, the 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 shooting. Yeah, it was be- weird because the Westminster one. Obviously, I work at the hospital just down the road, so it was like we could see it all going on and just waiting in the hospital. So it's the kind of thing you see on the news and you see all about. But it's weird actually being that close to it. I think a you lot know? a yeah. lot more is learned by the response in my opinion, yeah. than anything else. I think once the response, when you see communities respond and when you see people like Lyndon who have to deal with it firsthand respond, I think that says a lot more than anything else, anything else would. Um, all right. And of course you can find us on Twitter at down the hall guys. You can email us at down the hall podcast at gmail.com or perhaps our favorite way would be going to our website down the hall podcast.com where you can scroll down. You can rent recommend a movie for us right there. A uh, movie Rob recommended a movie for us months ago and we, we still haven't gotten to it, which is to, to doing the episode on it. Dear Zachary. Dear well, at least Zachary. to watch, we're going to yeah. watch first, vet it out. If we think yeah. it's worth a movie night, we'll, we'll do an episode on it. You've already seen it. You've I have. Seen it. Yes. Yeah. Talk about a sad movie, but it's worth it because it's like you, you take a lot away from it for yeah. sure. Um, but as always, we thank you, the listener. We, Especially thank Lyndon today for stopping by. We look forward to doing the next top 10 episode with you. Can't wait. All right. I'm Chet. That's Lyndon and Rodney. Thank you again. Why did you mention me last? Um, intentional. <laughs> <laughs>